the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening and welcome to the Friday night edition of the Andrea Kay Show. So happy to have you all here with me. Uh, I know that I'm never in the studio by myself. First of all, it's because I've got DJ Maple Bar Todd over there in the booth. Taking everybody's calls, working the board, playing great bumper music, and just being all around the best board operator. Happy Friday night. Happy National Donut Day, Todd. Yes, thank you so much for my donut. You're welcome. It's the happiest day of the year. Although, you know, it isn't every day on the Andrea K. Show National Donut Day. <laughs> and speaking of sweetness and all things sweet like donuts, I got my buddy who's, you know, in the studio with me from a virtual sense all the way from upstate New York. None other than Timothy Shea, who I call T. Hey, baby. Thanks for being with me hey. tonight. Oh, my pleasure, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. We're going to have some fun tonight. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> it's Speaking of fun. It's always fun when I can come up with a really clever little theme for all the all the topics. Um, you know, I'm being facetious because, you know, when I it, you know, it, it seems as though every time I sit down to do a show, there's a theme. Uh, there seems to be a common thread with all the stories. Last night, uh, I again revisited what I have considered for a long time. Those of you who have been listening to the Andrea K Show and been following me for a while. By the way, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5. Friend me on Facebook. Uh, that's where the real genius is. It's all of you out there. And that's actually how I found my buddy, Timothy Shea, and all of you out there. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, people have asked on Facebook tonight for what the call-in number is. It's 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. But post your comments on Facebook and uh, tweet out those comments there. Um, but y'all know that I've been talking about for a while about the underlying biggest issue we face as a nation really is the border crisis that we have. And it seems as though that that crisis has continued to grow far from being more than just an open border on the southern uh, you know, physical border of the United States. So last night I talked about all the border crisis and, and that seems to continue to be uh, the ongoing common thread that we have with all the top stories of the day today. But now there's even another element that's kind of come into play thanks to uh, DJ Maple Bar tonight. He helped me to see that the theme going on had a little bit of a spy element. So tonight's Andrea K show is all about secrets, lies, and spies. And that leads me into my top story tonight. <clears throat> uh, one that uh, people are referring to as the China hacking story. But actually, speaking of another sweetheart, another great friend of mine, one of my closest buds, Peggy on Facebook, she raised an interesting question about this, about whether or not it really was China. We've got before we and before we get into that, let's recap what all the borders are that we have, because, you know, really, when we first started saying that this that I've been saying that the borders 
is the biggest issue that we face. It's not just that physical border involving illegal immigration and the criminal and economic impact that we talked about last night in detail, but the virtual borders involving our Internet, involving visa programs where we're bringing people into the country either for vacations or temporary worker programs. We talked last night about the refugee programs where they're bringing in every stray dog who's supposedly a refugee from the Middle East, many of which are, are you know, could be and are ISIS members. We talked last night about the border involving the airports and the 96% failure rate on the part of the TSA. We talked last night and we're going to talk again tonight about the economic border involving the TPP, which also has a tie-in to this China hacking story, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. We've got the global border issue going on when we have a president of the United States who has gotten in bed with a terrorist to tear down the borders of, of nation states in the Middle East to expand a caliphate and Islamic state over there. So those are all the border fronts and crises that we face that are exploding, that leaves us wide open to criminal attack, wide open to attack from our enemies, but also makes it opportunistic for internal and domestic enemies to exploit these areas of opportunity and actually do us harm from within. And looking at, and by the way, before I get into this China hacking story, Timothy, did I miss any borders? Did I leave anything open there? No, you got it all. In fact, I want to emphasize the importance of the cyber border. The United States Air Force has been charged solely with protecting our cyber border. So all cyber defense is done under USAF auspices. And Peggy is exactly correct, because don't forget the Sony hack earlier this year. Yes. Okay, everybody was blaming North Korea. It wasn't North Korea. Yeah, that was an internal job, wasn't it? That was somebody within Sony, wasn't it? It was, exactly. And our fellow friend, Drew Rutberg, who is a data security analyst, had an excellent point. Could the malware that has attacked the U.S. Office of Personnel Management, OPM, right? That really, that, that's how they got the 4 million records. And these are all the security clearance files of every high-level employee going back 30 years. Yeah, well, you know, when they tell us 4 records. million, let, yeah, let me interject. When they tell us 4 million, it's always worse than that. It's like Dr. Alex said today on Outnumbered. He said, it's like when the target said that it was like, you know, 10,000 customers that were vulnerable to their, to their hack. It ended up being like 100,000. So if they tell us 4 million federal employees and going back 35 years, that means a whole lot of people are involved. And yeah, and I saw Drew asked a couple of questions. What specifically was he wanting to know? Was it something about um, something about malware and Hillary? Well, the way that OPM was hacked was malware. Okay, that's a virus, a hidden program that's added in usually through email. And his question was, did the attack occur through Hillary Clinton's private email server because her security wouldn't be nearly the same level as the DOD encryption that's on the official State Department servers. Okay, our government servers are pretty much bulletproof, but her private server could definitely have been the portal through. And 
Well, she, but she was joking. Was yeah, but, it inadvertent or was it by design? Well, but she was joking yesterday, uh, something about, or a day before, something about some security breach. And, oh, if they had had my server, as though, you know, hers was so secure. Um, but we don't really know who was involved in this. And one thing that we do know, we don't know if it was the Chinese. They're saying it wasn't. They're saying prove it. Um, we don't right. know if it was the Muslim Brotherhood. We, You know, we're so vulnerable to attack. We don't know who it is. We don't even know if it's not our own government. Because, as we reported yesterday, Yesterday involving this TPP trade deal, one of the supposed, you know, Obama's done everything he can. Speaking of secrets and lies, he's done everything he can to keep anybody from finding out, particularly the public, what's involved in that TPP deal. But some secrets have come out about that that supposedly it involves giving away the data of Americans, which is a part of this data mining thing. And who really wants to be a part of that TPP deal? China. Who really wants China involved in that TPP deal? Obama. So and something else that we do know for sure, we don't really know for sure, you know, who was involved in this hacking. But we we can feel probably pretty secure that we might never know. Because one of the things that we know for sure that the Obama administration is really good at, Timothy, it's it's secrets and it's lies. And it's a, and it's a complicit in American public that lets them get away with it. Am I wrong? Oh, no. I mean, this guy could eat live puppies in the Rose Garden with cameras rolling, and the headlines in the next day's media would be, Obama makes world safer for cats. <laughs> hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer, and we're talking about uh, secrets and lies and spies here on The Andrea K. Show tonight. And speaking of secrets, I want to jump right into this TPP deal it's very complicated. I spent um, almost an entire show a while back talking about the details of the TPP deal. And, you know, for many people that don't care about business, that think, you know, that, that their eyes glaze over when they hear about economics and they hear about finance and stuff. Even if you don't care about business, even if you don't understand or care about any of the business deals, understand this. We have <clears throat> a majority that was given to the Republican Party for two reasons. Obamacare and the and the American people being concerned over the overreach of the executive branch. And what we have with this trade deal is we have a Republican led majority that's spitting in the face of all those voters and is actually abdicating, giving up all of their congressional power to President Obama, giving it to him to go into a secret trade deal that they are hiding, all hiding from the American people. And in fact, my hero of the week, you know, last night we were making fun and, we, you know, of Rubio and we were coming up with gangster rap names for people. My gangster rap name tonight goes out to an OG, an original G, Jeff Sessions. I'm going to call him Jazzy J-E-double-F, OK, because he's one of the few Republicans that's willing to call out Obama. Did you read his letter, T, that he wrote to President Obama over this TPP deal? I guess Timothy didn't read it. Maybe he's bored with his TPP deal either. Here's what Jeff Sessions wrote to Obama. He wrote to him under under fast track. He said he's recalling he's recalling a letter that he wrote to to Obama on May sixth, uh, asking. Uh, for Obama to explain this fa- this uh, fast track deal. So he's now doing a follow up letter and he says um, uh, and he wrote this letter to Obama on Friday. He says under fast track, Congress transfers its authority to the executive and agrees to give up several of its most basic powers. This includes the power to write legislation, the power to amend legislation, the power to fully consider legislation on the floor to keep debate open. Basically, 
uh, and and to fulfill a constitutional requirement that treaties receive a two third vote. And really, this that's what this is. It's a treaty. And in other words, he goes on to say Congress would be pre-clearing a political and economic union before a word of that arrangement has been made available to a single private citizen. This is secrets and lies of an enormous output for the American people, because what this involves, if you remember any of the deep details of the TPP, it involves handing over the jurisdiction, um, the courts system to a trans specific partnership commission. Basically, we now give over our, our entire free market enterprise system to all these other countries. Think about that. Okay. Think about what has made us the greatest country on the face of the earth, and it has been our free market enterprise system. And through this one TPP deal, it's practically being handed okay. over to the rest uh, of the world. Okay. Um, this is absolutely extraordinary. Uh, I guess because you're on speakerphone. <clears throat> and um, um, I want to let you know not, who some of the key players are. In fact, some of the people that are running for president to see who they voted. Uh, we have, of course, we know that uh, Boehner is all for it. We know that, uh, let's see how Marco Rubio voted. Marco Rubio uh, and Lindsey well, Graham, yeah, uh, neither it, one of them have kinda, read. See, the kinda, text okay. of the TPP deal is down in the basement. They have to have special you know, clearance to even be able to read any of it. Rubio and Lindsey Graham both voted for Fast Track and both voted for TPP without even bothering to read it. Now, the American people didn't like Obamacare being shoved down their throats without it even being read. 2,500 pages, nobody even read it, and they voted on it. And what do we have? We have Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham both agreeing to this and voting for it without even bothering to read it. And not one person from Fox asked Rubio about it on Outnumbered yesterday. I know know we're behind on getting to a break. Give me 30 more seconds. Ted Cruz and Paul Ryan, both of them read it and both of them voted for it. Who did not vote for this? Who was against the TPP? TPP? Who was on board? Who was wanting to represent us in terms of supporting our Constitution, supporting our free market enterprise system, which is the entire growth engine and the entire economy and everything that this country is founded on? Who is against the TPP? That's Rand Paul, who is also against it, is Mike Huckabee. Uh, Rick Santorum, my gal Carly Fiorina, Ben Carson, Bobby Jindal, and Donald Trump, who also was for the TPP deal. Uh, Jeb Bush and Rubio, of course. Hillary Clinton, who helped negotiate it, uh, won't say whether or not she's for it, but we know that she is. And guess who else is for it? I'm very disappointed to report is Texas Governor uh, Rick Perry. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to pick this up on the other side. Looks like I've got a caller who's been waiting patiently. We're going to go to him when we come back. We're just getting started right here on the Friday night edition of the Andrea K Show. It's secrets, lies, and spies right here. Don't change that dial. Intelligent, conservative, AM eleven seventy. The answer. Want to start living better, longer? Levita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, Levita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LevitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. 
I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Miramar Kitchen Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Saying, I don't know, is no longer acceptable. This is AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. I'm having such a good time here tonight, even though I'm talking about something that's really got me riled up, and that's secrets and lies and spies, things being kept from the American people, things that are absolutely critical. And while most Americans are sitting here fretting over, you know, Bruce or Caitlyn Jenner. But I want to go to the phones because I want to see if anybody else feels the same way that I do about it. And I understand that a friend of mine has been waiting patiently on the line. Is that you, Joe Webb? Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Joe Webb. How are you doing, Andrea K., you little dynamite you? Hey, I'm so glad to talk to you live. <laughs> now, what made you call in tonight? What's on your mind, Sugaroo? I got to tell you something, man. Uh, there's there's something that your listeners need to know. And uh, the, the reason I wanted to call in is because I wanted to give some inspirational story. Okay. Uh, do you remember um, maybe a few months ago that you had posted on Facebook something about you were looking for uh, some kind of show content, and I posted my phone number. Okay. I wanted to talk to you desperately about something because I felt like it's important that people know, particularly your listeners, if you have an idea for something that you want to create, now is the time to act upon it. Okay. Yeah, I agree with because you. Yeah, because I had an idea swirling around in my head for about three years. And uh, finally, I started taking baby steps. And then the baby steps was that the first thing that I did was was, was just buy a pack of T-shirts, okay, because it got me toward the goal that I wanted to create. And what I have ended up creating now is an entire website dedicated to basically making people laugh because – that is the talent that I was born with. Well, we need we need a lot of laughter these days. Now, what are you making fun of? What are you mocking? I hope you're mocking I'm the lips. Not mocking anything in particular. I actually just created a character, uh, put him on film, and, uh, and, and 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 produced it onto a website. Well, you sound kind of like Vern. Do y'all remember Vern in those commercials back in the day? Oh yeah. You remember Vern? You sound where, where are you I from, do. darling? Yeah, I do. Where are you from? Yeah. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. I'm living in Savannah, Georgia right now. I got I got family all over the state of Georgia. That, that you got you know where Peachtree City is? Yes, I do know where Peachtree City is. That's where Kansas lives. Where who lives? <laughs> Kansas, the band. Oh, okay. No, I didn't even yeah. know that. No, they're working down there on on some movies that are being being filmed down there. Well, right, listen, right. you know, you got something funny you want to share with us before I got to go because I got some callers waiting on the line. The only thing that I wanted to share with you is, is it, it, your listeners, if, people that are listening, listen, if you've got an idea, act on it. It doesn't matter how big or small an idea it is. If you've got one, that's what living the American dream is all about, is is having an idea and actually putting it in, into practice. Well, I love that idea, and I love the idea of your having a creative idea that makes people laugh and brings joy. So tell everybody what your website is real quick. 
It is DickHadeProductions.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in, Joe, and thanks for being a listener of the Andrea K. Show. I appreciate being a part of it. Thank you, Andrea. All right, sweetie. Have a good night. Hey, I hear my friend T is back on the line. Where did you go, Sugar? Did you go to eat a cronut? No, I already had the corona. We are having massive rainstorms up here. Oh. It must have just been too much for the cell tower. Well, did you hear what I was talking about, my rant about the TPP? Because I want to move on from it. I didn't know if, if you heard about it. And Jeff Sessions, his letter, Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy Jeff, J-E-F-F. Um, you know, what he says is true. He says the implications of this new PAC um, Pacific Union are extraordinary. They ought to be discussed in full in public before Congress even contemplates fast-tracking its creation and pre-surrendering its, its power to apply the constitutional two-thirds treaty vote. Why do we have a GOP that's scoffing and just ignoring the majority that was given to the American people? This is, you know, you're, you are a, a lawyer who is an entrepreneur, can you in can you in two sentences explain to the American people what this TPP deal means to business owners? Think NAFTA with China, mm-hmm. and the intellectual property provisions alone are reason to eighty six this agreement. We are basically handing. We're not even selling. We are handing China and international bodies. They're, they're going to set up a UN type World Trade Organization type over. Lord, that is going to govern all trans-Pacific trade. We are going to yeah. answer to an international body, not to our own sovereign nation. Yeah, this is this is a dismantling of us through a virtual border and um, giving away our country. And when Obama said he was a man of the world, and, you know, he, he meant it, and it is the importation of disease, of poverty, of terrorism, and is the deportation of American greatness, and that is what is going on. Um, i got to take another call because it looks like somebody else has been holding for a while. Hey, is that who I think it is? Is this the Michael that I think it is or the Mike? It is. Hey, Mike Sabellico? Yes, Andrea Kay. How are you? I'm awesome. Long time, buddy. How are you? And how is Kevin? Kevin's in the car with me. He's uh, getting ready to chat with you for a second if you do have time. But I wanted to let you know that uh, we've got exciting legislative news in California this year. AB 413 is sailing through the the Assembly 78 to 0. What is that? What is that bill? uh, it's, It's a bill that enables surviving spouses of disabled veterans uh, who die uh, while they own their businesses to carry on the business for three years with the Disabled Veterans Business Program. And uh, it hasn't been around. Uh, The federal legislation has something that protects spouses um, and and significant others of uh, of veterans. But we didn't have anything in the state. So as soon as the... The, uh, the veteran dies, either the child or the spouse, lost the business, basically. So uh, right. Rocky Chavez, good friend of ours, uh, authored a bill, and we have every assemblyman as co-authors now. So uh, we're anticipating uh, a smooth sailing to the Senate, too. But it's going to enable uh, a, a veteran such as myself, if something were untimely to happen to me, my wife would be able to carry on my business for three years, which would give uh, that family an opportunity to get through, you know, a sudden loss and also uh, transition the business to another phase. So it's a great win for uh, disabled veterans in the state of California. I love that. That's tremendous. Thank you so much uh, for that effort because, you know, it's difficult enough for the veterans to transition back to civilian life. Many of them do go into business for themselves. And, you know, the families also serve. 
And so that's that's can, thinking about the spouses and the family members is just absolutely great work. Thank you so much for that. Now, my understanding was Kevin wasn't allowed to speak to me because those on the left aren't particularly fans of that free speech amendment that we have. So what are you allowed to say, Kevin? What talking points did they did they allow you to give to the Andrea K. Show tonight? Hi there. Hi, sweetheart. What are they allowing you to say to me tonight? <laughs> Wink. Am I on the air? Yes, you're on the air. You're live. And I got about 30 seconds before I got to switch topics. What's All right. That? Well, so the Senate has done a lot of things this week. Uh, first, they've banned, they've passed a legislation that, if passed, would uh, ban offshore drilling in Santa Barbara and overprescribing of psychotropic drugs in foster care, raise the minimum wage to $13, uh, increase, increase child care funding all across the state, cut petroleum by 50% by 2030, and uh, freeze UC, UC tuition increases, and also raise the smoking age from 18 to 21. So some of, of that I like. The- some of that I like. Huh? I got a, Some of that I like. What I did not like that I reported on last night that involved the Senate was a bill to give um, – uh, health care and um, um, Medi-Cal benefits to people who are in the country illegally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, um, that passed yesterday, did it not? Yeah, it did. And it, in fact, it was a watered-down bill. Um, but thank you so much, you know, for calling in and sharing with that. Uh, you know, I'm all for drilling. I say drill, baby, drill, because, you know, we need some energy independence, and we've got Brazil and other companies. I mean, you know, basically, we're still, we're still dependent on um, oil. That hasn't changed, and it's not going to change. And, in fact, I say drill, drill, drill. In fact, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because there was a little report that came out that a lot of the people on the left don't really want anybody to know about, and that's that millions and millions of taxpayers' dollars were spent, Kevin, researching fracking. And guess what? Fracking ain't bad for the water supply. Did you know that? Um, well, it's, it uses water, so I guess I would disagree with that. It uses a lot of water. Well, it's not. Well, the allegations was that it was bad for the drinking supply and that you, that your water would burst into flames when you were trying to drink a glass of it. So that there, that there ended up not being true in that little documentary. Thank you guys so much for calling in. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for being our favorite uh, liberal caller. You're very well loved here on the Andrea K Show. And Mike, thank you for the work that you're doing for veterans. I'll pass on the message. All right, All right thanks thank so much. There. Bye, guys. All right, Timothy. We got a couple minutes here before we go to break, and I want to move on to um, secrets and lies. Speaking of lies, while pe- while the American people have been so distracted with all kinds of shenanigans, sp- and speaking of veterans, more and more and more evidence is coming out about Hillary. You know, Hillary's trying to. One of the reasons why she set up that server that may or may not have been hacked uh, by the Chinese, one of the reasons why she set it up was so that she'd be able to cover her tracks. And the biggest story that she has continued to try to keep secret and try to lie about involved the death of four Americans. A new, uh, I don't know if you heard about under the under the Freedom of Information Act, um, some, I did. some special operations guys from the OPSEC, a public interest group of special ops military veterans, and, and um, uh, got a release from the Defense Intelligence Agency that shows absolute proof of what we've been saying all along, that the day after the Benghazi attack, 
She, Hillary Clinton, Leon Panetta, Obama's National Security Council, the military's Joint Chief of Staff, were all told that Islamic terrorists had planned that attack 10 or more days prior to. And not only that, but who was involved in the attack, Timothy? The Muslim Brotherhood. Now, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Muslim Brotherhood is the group that the Obama administration let even come to the – they were so tied into this administration, Timothy, that they didn't even have, have to pass through normal security pr- uh, procedures to even make it come to White House events. When he gave his campaign speech in Cairo in 08, who was on the front row? The Muslim Brotherhood. Who was Huma Abedin, Hillary's right-arm woman? The front woman for the Muslim Brotherhood. And that's who was behind this attack on September 11th. Not only – and this report also goes out on to prove that it was an illegal gun-running operation to – Run guns over to the Islamic terrorist over in Syria, the anti-Assad rebels. And who is that? The Islamic State. Here it is, Timothy, right here. But they got the guys that made that video. Well, yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, you know, right? He, and he's, he's still in jail, actually. Well, yeah, he's but— still in jail. Absolutely. But the Muslim but, Brotherhood has been outlawed as a terrorist organization by the state of Egypt, and they are employed— it's not that they're visiting the White House, Andrea. They are embedded in the West Wing. Oh, absolutely they're embedded in the West Wing. And in fact, um, you know, uh, $500 billion of our money was given to the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt. And who was in charge of some of that money, I believe? I'll have to do a little research on this to find out exactly his ties, but Obama's brother. Yeah. Now, this Muslim Brotherhood is not a moderate organization. The Muslim Brotherhood is a front for terrorist organizations. They also have said that their goal is to replace the Constitution here in the United States with Sharia. Well, let's not forget that they brought the world the Holocaust, too. Okay, It was the Muslim Brotherhood that gave the Nazis the idea for the final solution. Absolutely. And that's a little piece of, of history that nobody ever wants to talk about. we got to take the a break. The Muslim Brotherhood was started in the 20s. Absolutely. Well, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to pick this up on the other side, and we're also going to talk about Miss Hillary and uh, some more of her lies. Coming up on the Andrea K Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer. AM 1170, The Answer. Everywhere you go on what difference at Convenient this point does it recipes make? and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it, too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com. Or call today, 877-749-3533. 
Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. AM 1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. I'm loving the secrets and lies and spies music DJ Maple Bar is playing for us tonight. And I'm so happy to have Timothy, Shay, my buddy T, Long Tong, T- Long Tim Timmy. What's your rap name? Long Timmy Tim. Long, <laughs> Long Timmy Tim. Here with me tonight. Hey, before the break, we were talking about something very serious. We were talking about the Muslim Brotherhood being involved with the Holocaust. See, a lot of people don't know that history. There was a great documentary that was done by some incredible Jewish filmmakers a few years ago called Obsession. That's where I first um, ran into Nani Darwish and a great gal who speaks the truth that the definition of Islam is conquest. And that documentary really chronicles all that history there, as well as the parallels between pre-World War II Europe and what's going on now. Oh, the parallels are unbelievable. If you look at Germany alone, I said this on my radio show, what Hitler did, it was genius. It was incrementalism. Okay, it's one little step. Well, that's not a big deal. One little step. That's not a big deal. All of a sudden, people wake up and it's Kristallnacht and they're saying, what's going on? Right. It was too late. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've got one of the things that I've been saying for a while is there's there's a there's a variety of different ways. You know, it's all about the caliphate. It's all about conquest. There is no coexisting with Islam. There is the type of terror. You look at what's going on with Pamela Geller right now. We got an American citizen where, you know, there's a flat out fatwa against this woman and they're declaring they want to cut her head off. And everybody's hysterical over the Duggars right now and, and acting like ho-hum about this. There's that. Well, kind even of- worse than that, we've got media interviewing Pam Geller saying, are you sorry that you provoked this? They're not interviewing the Muslims saying, why are you going after and trying to behead this woman? Right. And, and they're asking they're asking Pamela Geller, essentially, is free speech worth dying over? Right. Well, let's ask all the right. tens even, of thousands of soldiers that have died for free speech. Right. Well, even worse than that, that, that one dopey gal from CNN asked her if she relished it. But the thing, that's one right. aspect. That's one aspect of a takeover. You know, the, the, the you know, um, genocide or uh, of, of people. But there's the creeping Sharia. There's the takeover from within that is going on little by little by little. That, and and uh, we're, I'm going to spend some time in the coming weeks answering Alicia Dern's question last night because she posed a good one. What can we do about it? What steps should we be taking? And sitting well, back and doing nothing. Do, what's that? What we have to do is we have to not go millimeter. We have to apply every single uh, event, okay? Every single action has to be opposed. What they do, and again, this is genius, 
They're actually claiming now that Islam is a religion. I mean, Islam is a race. Right. Okay? You're racist. You're an Islamophobe if you oppose Islam. Okay? So they're using all of civil rights law when that's convenient. And when sports won't cover it, then they claim that they're a religion and they claim religious freedom. Absolutely. So they're, they're, piggy, they're, they're ping-ponging back and forth between it's a civil rights issue or a race uh, religious freedom issue. Well, they're very clever they're because they're... But Islam a race is ridiculous. Right. They're using our... You know, it's like Nani Darwar said, we're handing over our country on a platter of political correctness. The first, What I said last night was, and I stand behind this, the first thing that we need to do as a nation, and we need a Republican candidate who's going to be courageous enough to do this, is to declare that this is a political ideology under the guise of a religion. They need to not be given any special accommodations because it's, it's death by a thousand scratches. You look at what's going on in Europe. You look at right now, there was a video that came out a few days ago in the, in the communities up in Minnesota where they say, absolutely, we want Sharia. That's, that's, what, that's what they want. There is no coexisting. No coexisting no, whatsoever. whatsoever. There's, no attempt to, there's no attempt to assimilate. There's no attempt to integrate into the society at all. But they don't mind cashing the welfare checks. Well, no, because, again, because it's a political ideology. You know, it is very similar to Marxism. That's one reason why the left, that's why you had Maxine Waters in a mosque in Orange County a couple of years ago saying that, just like you said, anybody who's against Sharia, she told him, is a bigot. Because all the left cares about is power. And that is what is compatible with Sharia and Islam and Marxism. And speaking of welfare, though, I want to get into some economic numbers because Friday I like to spend a, I like to spend a little bit of time on business. Uh, economic numbers came out. <clears throat> of course, they're still, even though they're on Drudge Report, doesn't mean they're real. Uh, Drudge Report says unemployment rate is now at 5.5%. That's not even true. Because yeah, that's sure not is. accounting for all the people that are not even in the workplace whatsoever, not even looking for work. We have 93 million Americans out of work. We only have 300 million Americans in this country. That means about a yeah, third real- of Americans are out of work entirely, not even working. Right. It's going to break teenage, up. It. You add, you the add that. the teenage unemployment rate and the black unemployment rate. Blacks are finally starting to wake up and saying, oh, wait a second. Maybe these Democrats aren't so good for us after all. Well, yeah. In fact, um, according to Generation Opportunity, they sent me a press release today. They are a national nonpartisan youth advocacy organization. Uh, the actual unemployment rate is numbers are something called the U6, and that accounts for labor participation. And um, Generation Opportunity tracks 18 to 29-year-olds. And this is a key demo because this includes the people that are getting their careers going, the, the you know people coming out of college right now with $200,000 or more or so on average in debt. Um, what is the their unemployment rate? Thirteen point six percent, and that's for Caucasians. And when they break it down uh, to African Americans, it's nineteen point two percent. Hispanics, exactly. Hispanics, thirteen point nine. Women, eleven point two percent. And what's interesting about that is this dopey war on women. Who has the best employment rate going on right now between eighteen and twenty nine year olds? Women. Women. Well, don't even get me started on the war on women, because these same people that are screaming bloody murder about the phantom war on women are also what, some of the biggest proponents of Islam. Exactly. But and if you want to talk about a war on women, let's talk about Islam. Well, yeah. Well, but, you know, well, that's because liberalism is all about control. It's all about using people and exploiting people in identity politics just to try to, you know, use them for votes and for power um, in, 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 in their in fact, everything that they say, it's always the opposite. 
And they even name their bills. In fact, it was Randy Arrington who pointed out that you even look at their bills and it's it's named like Obamacare. Obamacare is nothing about nothing at all to do with health care. Okay. Well, the Affordable Care Act is yeah, not affordable. It's not affordable. It's not about health care. Exactly. Um, what I find interesting. I've been calling this the Alice in Wonderland administration for six and a half years now. Right. Well, that's a very, that's a good way to put it. What, one of we're the things. Through the look, we're through the looking glass. Well, and so much of our issues and one of the things that we have to think about and we have to try to figure out across a lot of communities and not just the African-American communities, the cultural, the mindset that we have as Americans. One of the things that jumped out at me, and I've got to be careful how I tell this story and bring this element into this economic discussion. Um, but I've been saying for a while in, in regards to healthcare, one of the things that we need to change is everybody's mindset to Healthcare. We've got people that think nothing of going and spending $100 on a mani-pedi, but they get hysterical if they've got to go spend $40 on a prescription or spend $40 to go see a doctor who spent, you know, 15 years of their life and, you know, and a lot of money to go to med school. I see this article on Drudge today, Timothy. Things are so bad in the African-American poor communities that women are having to take loans out to get hair weaves. That's right. I saw that. Now... I mean, well, if it, you it's can't afford, it's even worse, Andrea. They're asking women to pawn their hair weaves. If you need what the loans are, is if you've got a weave, you can pawn your extensions and get some walking around money. <laughs> okay, um, I don't even know. How, I, I I didn't even know you could reuse a weave. I don't. I, I guess it's. I guess they're like wig parts or something that you that you know that. I guess they're like shoes or something that you can pass around to people. I don't understand that. But what you know about the weave part of it? Reusable hair to me that's like re- that's like using somebody else's toothbrush. Okay, but anyway, that's right. like, you know that's just foul to me. But <laughs> what I find extraordinary is that we you know part of the problem that we have, and I don't know how we turn this around, is Romney said forty seven percent of the American people can't be reached. Those are people that are already have a mindset of of being a taker and living off the makers. And if we are now at a place in society. To where people ain't even going to give up a luxury like a hair weave, okay? Where are we at? And guess what? Eggs are now being rationed because of the avian bird flu that's sweeping through our eggs laying are being, population. Eggs are being here. what? Eggs are being what? Rationed. You can only buy three dozen eggs at Heb now in Texas because the. Well, why would you need more than three dozen eggs? What are you doing with eggs? Well, because they don't, because they don't want commercial users to come in and purchase the eggs in bulk so that people wouldn't have them available. Well, well I'm not sure what that had to do with my hair weave story, Timothy. Well, because but, the, everything is everything is going down. Eggs now are up. To, uh, eggs now are double what they were just a month ago. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, you know, it's like been $5 for a loaf of bread for a while. Remember when Nancy Pelosi, I mean, the cost of everything is going up. Remember when she had a press conference because gas was $2 a gallon? I've been paying three fifty, three fifty nine now for years and nobody's saying a word about it. But my point is, is that my point is, is that as we go into 2016, we got to think the Republican Party has to think about how they're going to get Americans back to embrace the idea of working, to embrace the idea that this new normal of just, you know, welfare. And when we have 90 million Americans out of work, how are they surviving? Andrea, I was at the Social Security office here in Syracuse with two friends that are retiring. Yeah, they're uh, Spanish is their first language, so I was helping them through. We were the only people there that had elderly. Okay, everybody else was there for SSI, and 
three quarters of them were morbidly obese. There was one guy that was so fat he could hardly squeeze through the door. Yeah. Well, you know, that the problem. These are dedicated 47 percenters. Yeah. Exactly. And so we've got a very small percentage, we, you know, of, of people that we can reach. And somehow we got to think about how we can start to make a cultural shift back to getting well, you people know, to, I, to I appreciate like to opportunity. What's that? I don't like to just be about the negative, And I like to give people hope. And there is hope on the horizon. There's a guy up in Wisconsin who has a lot of these answers. You got to listen to Scott Walker and what he's been saying about American acceptance exceptionalism, about work ethic, about how great this country was and how great it can be again. I really think that he is going to be a big part of the answer. Well, you know, I look forward to hearing more of him. The, the field has gotten so crowded. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk more about the 2016 election. We're going to talk about Hillary and her dopey speech about, you know, voter rights. But I'm hoping that you that we're going to start to hear more from Walker and from others because the field has gotten so crowded that some really great voices like his are getting completely drowned out, Timothy. Hey, um, exactly. stay tuned, everybody. Uh, T and I will be right back after this very quick break. Another chance he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow. AM 1170, the answer. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Kitchen if you've got questions, we've got answers. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. It's secrets, lies, and spies on tonight's Andrea K Show. Hey, I want to um, finish that little discussion about welfare. You, it is There are some good news stories out there. One of the things that we can do in terms of changing the culture and the entitlement mentality that we've got going on is we can get back to one of the principles that Bill Clinton had back in the 90s. And he his thoughts were that welfare should be transactional. You want to accept some money from the from the taxpayers, you got to earn it either through volunteer work or through, um, you know, working at least a part time job. And when I think I reported a week or so ago, it was a state in uh, either in Maine in the northeast somewhere T that told people you're going to get cut off if you're not willing to work either 20 hours a week in a volunteer job or in a part time job. You have to do it to receive the benefits. And at least a third of the people ended up giving up the benefits because they were too lazy to work. But, you know, that's 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 their bad. OK, because, you know, you're not supposed to be living off the people and in, in, uh, being a taker, living off the makers. Right. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, did you hear Hillary's speech? You know, she has not taken one question, of course not, because she doesn't want to have to be asked about anything substantial like Benghazi. Uh, But she goes to Texas to give a speech fanning the flames of racial division and identity politics, you know, pandering to the minorities and the poor with more, you know, stupid. The GOP wants to keep minorities from being able to vote crap. And And that hideous black accent that she puts on. Oh, I know. I mean, you know, some, you know, what a Saturday Night Live skit that is. Just a compilation of her with her really bad accents everywhere from South Carolina. She's, she's, like, she's like the bad political Meryl Streep with all of her bad accents. Um, so, she, yeah, she goes to Texas and starts pushing this um, voter ID thing, blaming the GOP for trying to keep minorities and, you know, and the poor from voting. And her solution, which, first of all, we've talked about many times, that is so ridiculous. You cannot live in this society without having some kind of ID because you can't buy liquor. You can't buy cigarettes. You can't do anything in this. You can't drive a car. You really can't live in our society. Without some well, you form can, of ID. Everybody has an ID. We all know that this is just a smokescreen for what's really going on. And it, did you notice in the speech also she belittled phantom voter fraud allegations? Well, it's not phantom. We've got proof that it occurred in, in 2008 and 2012 at an institutional level. But here's the interesting thing that she didn't talk about because, again, it would refute her main point. In areas where they've instituted voter ID, black voting participation has increased. Mm-hmm. More blacks vote when there's voter ID requirements than when there aren't. Now, what's your theory in that? I think it activates people to get out and vote. And she's saying in the speech today, she said, why, did the, why does the GOP want to deny citizens the right to vote? Well, we absolutely don't want that. We want to encourage citizens to vote. It's these illegal citizens, these illegal residents that are voting, and it's the people that are being bussed around and voting four and five and six times that we want to stop. You know, the, see, that's so hypocritical because, you know, the GOP should say back to Hillary, hey, Hillary, why is it that you don't want people to own a business? You're, you're demanding that they get a permit before they're allowed to set up shop. Hey, Hillary, why is it that you don't want people to drive cars? They're required to get a driver's license before they do. You know, I mean, it's just asinine the way the GOP doesn't push back against her. Yeah, and Cruz is handling it that way. Well, you know, and I'm seeing the continued, you know, mantra of the left, like Julie Reginsky on outnumbered today. Oh, there may be some poor person out there somewhere. Well, you know what? That's not my fault. We should not be be endangering the integrity of our voting system because somebody is too lazy or too stupid or too whatever to to get off. That person is already on welfare. Well, yeah. And you know what? That's that's not my problem to solve. If whatever life choices have led you to somewhere where you can't get to the polls, that's that does not allow you to infringe upon the integrity or to have a system. That's not a reason for us to have a have a system that doesn't have integrity to it and lends itself to voter fraud. And I don't care if it's just one vote. Throughout an entire presidential election, that's one too many. But there, but that's not even the point. Of course, it was just a ruse to get to what she really wanted, which was to propagate the notion of forced voter registration because, you know, liberalism is all about control. Which then, not only if if they force automatic voter registration on 18-year-olds, the majority of 18-year-olds are going to vote Democrat. And then it takes elections and voters out of the hands of the states and centralizes it into the federal government because that's what liberalism is all about, amassing more and more control to D.C. And then we're going to start to see 99.9% returns for one party like we had in Russia. But, you know, we spent the whole hour almost, Andrea, 
talking about mere fluff when we're in the middle of a Rubio crime spree. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. Batten down the hatches. You know, I mean, somebody save us. Somebody protect us from this horrible criminal that is Rubio. Right? My friend Harry Gatto's had a whole bunch of great ones with the hashtag Rubio Crime Spree. Well, in case people, well, hang on a second. In case people, you know, not everybody who follows me on, on Facebook is really active on Twitter. But, you know, the New York Times really did this story. Uh, about Rubio and that he had this whole slew, supposedly <gasps> 17 gasp. Are you ready for it? 17 traffic violations. The New York Times came out with no reportage, you know, about Hillary. Um, it was all about Rubio and his 17, you know, traffic violations. Well, then, of course, the conservatives do what they always do. Right. They own it. They take it back. And they came up with a hashtag today called Rubio Crime Spree. Right. Absolutely. It's been hysterical. Well, so I'm going to I'm going to ask you for your top three. I'm going to read you my top five for the Rubio crime spree. These are my favorites from today. He didn't read. Let me. Harry Gatto had. Oh, you read yours first. Yeah, let me read mine first. And I've only got a few minutes left in the show. Didn't read the Apple end user license agreement, but still clicked the I agree button. (laughs) Uh, This is a horrible one. He drank red wine with fish. (laughs) <laughs> this is one of my favorites. He, he didn't let it mellow despite being yellow. I got a giggle out of Todd over there. He called Chris Matthews and asked if his refrigerator was running. And Chris Matthews said yes. And my last favorite, he once went through a Publix Express checkout with 11 items. Timothy. Oh, my gosh. We saw, this, this we saw the same ones. I've got a few more. Harry Gatto had once threw an aluminum can into the non-recyclable bin. <laughs> Another one I saw was eight oysters using the meat fork. (laughs) You got another one? Yeah, my last one is um, he uh, failed to return library books on time. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be a five-part expose by the Chicago Tribune next week. Absolutely. You know what? Hey, you know, it's funny. It is. I mean, I laughed my butt off today at some of these Rubio crime spree spree hashtags. But it's also sad to me, too, Timothy, that, you know, I mean, that that this is where we're at. You know, you would think that after this amount of time from the Obama administration that Americans would say, good grief, we got snookered. Okay, look at the corruption that's going on. Look at what the what the, the left has done to us. Look at the corruption with this Hillary. And this is what Americans are thinking about today. This is this is what our media is focused on. It's all by design, and all by design. Well, speaking of design and good and, and good creativity, thanks to the callers of today's Andrea K. Show and all the listeners. Last night, we had some fun at Rubio's expense. We're having some fun at Rubio's expense tonight. Last night, we mocked him over his whole rap thing. But you're a bit of a rapper yourself, are you not? Long Timmy Tim? Well, I have been known, you know, I write poetry, and I have been known back in the day to lay down a rhyme. All right, well, lay it down for us, baby. You got Long Timmy Tim on the microphone, and I'm going to rock his socks off all night long. Going to rock you till you hop, going to rock you till you bop, going to rock you so bad you ain't never going to stop. If it's tunes you need to hear, ladies, have no fear. I play the freshest jams, ladies, I'm your man. First I make you bake, then I make you bake. Make you hot as genius, then I cut your cake. Now it's time to play the song, so for now I'm gone. Just remember, there's a reason why ladies call me Long. Out. <laughs> Awesome. Now, you did that where? Where did you perform this rap? 
I did that at a bar with my friend Wally DJing, and he made the mistake of telling me he was going to throw the mic over to me. And he expected me to get on there. The original white boy is his nickname for me. He expected me to get up there and go, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-